2: Awesome. Welcome to week 11. Get your game faces on. We are in route to the championship. Always improve your team. This is the stretch to do it and we are here to help you. This two week stretch of football is absolutely incredible. We have tomorrow, Thursday, we have Sunday, we have Monday, we have three games on Thanksgiving and we have football the following Sunday and Monday. So get your jerseys out back home, get your nice Thanksgiving sweater on and, and get ready for some football here. So You guys got to join us on Sunday mornings uh, with our YouTube channel. It's IDP Army on YouTube. Get on there and hit subscribe and follow us. We drink our morning caffeine and welcome in the day with your start sick questions and regular just dicking around with each other. Uh, So tune in Sunday at 11 a.m. As usual, follow us on Twitter at Offensive Points. Follow Josh at Josh Hall. said it right. Nice. And Billy at Ombre Vendor and myself at Op Economist. Follow Semi Pro Fantasy on Twitter and get on our IDP Army page. Jordan has the IDP Index rolling and Caleb has the Dynasty Index looking sweet. So get at us on TikTok. Find us everywhere. Give us a subscribe. We are building this team for you all for the sake of winning you fantasy championships. So without further ado, Josh, what happened on this flight to Vegas? All right, dude.
3: I was gonna wait for it. Do you? I, I, I feel like I want it now. I've been like waiting. All, like all things good. Like the it's no post-it note story. I want to go ahead and say that, but I feel like we should wait. I mean, it's been a day. I literally just got home from work. I work event and then work, and now I'm doing the podcast after flying in at 6 p.m. last night. So, honestly, with all, with all due respect, let's just get into some yeah. football. We'll, and talk we'll about do some, some football
1: stuff. first, and then we'll get to your story. Even though it's a perfect tease, it's a perfect tease for the story. Um, it was a lot of fun on Sunday. We did an underdog draft live on the stream. I mean, that was, that was a good time.
2: It, oh, it was a nice little blast. Thank you, TJ Atkinson for. God, it's so funny. bad.
3: So speaking of, uh, underdog is not a- allowed in Vegas. I was going to do the Monday night game and I couldn't really? do it. They, they were like, they don't do it in Nevada. And I was like, how can I do this in Missouri? But I can't do it in the one place where sports betting is legal. I must be like, I don't even know. Some kind of gambling thing, muscling I, them out. I think they're just like, Hey, go downstairs, man. Yeah, probably, but
1: okay. It is wild.
3: Yeah, well, let's
1: get to some news. It was a crazy week 10, um, but week 11 is starting to look promising. So we'll start with the very top headline story, which is, you know, we're just going to keep cleaning up what happened the week before after we got off the air. So on Friday, Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Rams, um, and Robert Woods tears his ACL the same day, kind of kind of creepy timing on that, but uh we already watched Odell's first game. It did not look great. He'd only been there for three days, so I mean, I think he should get a little bit of a mulligan. No, but I, okay, that's fine. So what
3: do you all think of that? I'll get to my opinion at the end. Dude, I said it on Sunday, and I'll say it again. He fucking cursed him, dude. It's the Odell curse. Billy, you're onto something. Um, I don't, I don't like this for the Rams. I do like this for the Rams because I get to see Cronky not play a Super Bowl in his home stadium, but I don't like this for the Rams team, which is Matthew Stafford, the one person I care about on the team, and Cooper Cup, obviously. But I think he's just going to curse this team. He's not as good as Robert Woods, so it's a clear downgrade there, too. So I don't know. The way that game went, it just didn't, it didn't look right from the start and never got better. The hate on Odell is killing me, man. This guy is a hell
2: of a receiver. He had, what, four 1,000-yard seasons, five 1,000-yard seasons? What? He used to be used to be he still is and he's gonna get it together the rams are the perfect landing spot for him stafford's gonna use him he likes stafford loves throwing the deep ball we saw it with calvin johnson we saw it with Galladay. that's the spot that obj is gonna fill for him so i'm very excited to see that i do not believe there is a curse but i do believe that obj's father sniped out robert Woods' acl at practice him and lebron let's
3: be honest they both ran on it yeah. um I want to believe it. I'll let you get there a okay. second, Billy. I want to just sweep up and have two comments, but I want to believe it. I was actually excited when he went there. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. I wanted him to go to a team where he could like be the true number one again, but I don't think that's who he is anymore. But I was excited until I watched that game in Vegas on some cool-ass TVs, and I was excited to watch the game, and it just went downhill. And Kristen's like, where are you going? I was like, we're good here. We can, we can go do something <laughs> The quality of TV – shows that
2: obj is not as good as he used to be uh
3: you'd be surprised on a 900 inch tv you can see how bad he is wow in high definition it was great. so
2: the
1: same problems that showed up now given okay so I'm, i am going to preface this by saying it's only three days and he doesn't technically know the playbook yet even though if he just picked up deshaun jackson's route tree how hard could that have been not beside that's beside the point he was running the wrong routes. He played the first three drives. Uh, they scored a touchdown and then he did not play again the rest of the game. And I get it. The idea is he's an elite receiver and I agree. Shouldn't an elite receiver, as soon as you put him into an offense, not matter how the route trees are, how the playbook looks, you should be able to just insert him. And then he is amazing. That that, that should, should be how that works. In my opinion, if he's truly one of the like top five or seven receivers in the league he should be able to do that and he didn't and i i can't i mean you saw cooper cup out there he was misreliable obj is not that and he's not going to be it's 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 going to be a lot of i ran the wrong route it's a lot of thrown into double coverage where there's a mistake made stafford forced in the first couple balls of the game because that's just how it is there
3: i I don't like it and i don't really see how it's going to end up working out for them long term Zach Ertz was there for three days, and he caught a touchdown and fifty yards, and played pretty much. I don't know what his snap percentage was, but it was probably like fifty percent more. I have to do is get open,
1: and he not only was not being able to get open, he was just making up his own uh, whatever. I've said it. I've said this enough, and and when he was on Cleveland, so don't really need to beat a dead horse, but. I could beat a dead Ram. The difference he's is Jarvis Landry is
2: not Cooper cup. Cooper cup is a route technician. He's your guy. That's going to get open. He's the guy that's always going to be there for Stafford. You just need Odell for the big plays, which is what historically he's been good at. So I, I think it works out. fine.
3: Historically is a strong word there. Just I just think the fine downgrade between the downgrade between woods and Odell is the problem here. It would have been fine. If he was the third, it would have been a good addition. But at this point, he's not better than Woods. And obviously, it's better than having nobody right now. Obviously, although honestly, I'd like to see more attempts for Van Jefferson. He's looked great. Would too.
1: And he did get a, a couple of opportunities there at the end of the game, and he was dropping passes. He, he it, dropped it that it, 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 it was dirty. Um, what has happened to him? But all right, we'll move on from that. We'll I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about with OBJ at the rest of the season as the Rams season might implode. So we'll get into that. Um, number two on my list, I just want to kind of touch on all of the people coming back this week and some of the players that might be out this week. So back in, it looks like Damian Harris is back. He got cleared from his concussion. Um, Nick Chubb appears to be that he's going to be back after being out for COVID. Uh, miles Sanders is not activated from the IR. Although all of the speculation is he will be back in some capacity, maybe not full workload. And then Kamara looks like he might also be back after that knee injury knocked him out of the, uh, Sunday's game so of all those people anybody that I I said in there that you don't agree with or is that kind of what you're feeling no, I so? got
2: so check your waiver wires for Miles Sanders I was in a league where he was oh on the waiver wire um, I don't know where these people are coming from but uh, pick him up if he's there uh, the one thing I got to say is after Stevenson's performance on Sunday I don't the Harris thing just confuses me now I got that in a league that I have to deal with at the moment I don't know Obviously, Belichick's going to do whatever he wants to, but that situation just bothers me now. Brandon
3: Bolden game, yeah, probably. No, yeah, probably. I mean to be fair, yeah, but no, honestly, I I don't think because honestly, Stevenson did what Harris has done this whole year. I mean, maybe a little bit more. He looked a hell of a lot better doing it. I mean, I actually didn't get to watch the game. I was, and was like, against rambling Cleveland's about
1: the first player to go over 100 yards. I'll get into okay, more of that. Fair. I order. will say, I will say yep. that.
3: I get it, but I, really, it's just gonna hurt both of them. I don't think either yeah. one of them are they're not. Neither one of them's gonna be like twenty carries anymore. Unfortunately, probably. I'm not gonna
1: lie, Ramondre Stevenson. As soon as I saw what he did against Cleveland's defense, immediately that's why I was like, "All right, Josh, you got to put twenty on for me to win for them to win the title." If, 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 if they can keep if they can keep this going the entire season, I don't see how the Patriots are gonna get stopped.
3: So back to the Miles Sanders thing, actually, I can understand why people are dropping Sanders. I don't. I don't personally, but I see why, because there are news reports coming out that uh, Miles Sanders isn't good and the run, de- the run game is only good now because he's not there and that he's a different kind of runner than Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. And I was like, they gave him seven carries a game. Like it wasn't his fucking fault that they were not running the ball. So I, uh, pe- people might be listening to the mainstream media, but yeah, if he's there, fucking snag him, dude. I have a little segment I want to talk about a little bit later, but um, it's just snag the players that are stars. Like I saw Sutton sitting in, in free agency in one of my leagues. I got a waiver claim in for him right now. Someone dropped him this week. I get it. I get the logic, but you don't do yeah. that. You go pick Most him up.
2: Air yards in the league behind, uh, oh, fuck, what was it? Number two in the league in air yards. But you know what really grinds my gears? I know we're technically media because we're doing this, but uh, – no, Yeah, the media, man, (laughs) they always go after that low hanging fruit all the time. Like, oh, Sanders is a bad running back. Based on what? Every metric, Sanders is a very good running back. He's very talented. They just didn't use him. So I guess you got to write pieces every week. It's your job. Go for the low hanging fruit, but get better at your job, people.
3: Come on. It's seriously, he's got 62 carries for 300 yards. What's wrong about that? Right.
1: And if they ran it, run it
3: as much going forward as they have been while
1: he's been out. I think the Eagles might be onto something, just saying. Okay, move. I'm going to move quickly on to who is who is potentially going to be out this week because I think there's especially one player in here that I think people really need to be paying attention to. Um, I'll get the two out of the way first. Carson with the neck injury he's not going to be back, um, as Pete Curls already said. And then Joey Bosa from the chargers has COVID does not look like he's going to be back. However, the big one that people need to pay attention to is Jared Goff is probably not playing this week. David Blau is probably going to play. Wait, what happened and with start. Goff? Uh, He's got an oblique problem. Hmm. And a lot of reports are saying since they play on Thanksgiving, that he might be taking this week off against Cleveland. So pay attention to that. I'm just saying, um, have, have just, you know, is not that, that golf- he
3: didn't throw the ball. Not that golf didn't play. I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. But there, there's wild a, plays. They tied the game by only running the ball. Like,
2: it, I uh,
1: he he looked awful, and I I don't know. I don't want to speculate if he played hurt or not, but. It's weird that he did not practice today and they're already planning on not playing him on Sunday because they do play next Thursday against Joe's Bears. So which is gonna be hilarious. Probably won't play him this weekend just because he plays again on Thursday. So
2: So Lamar Jackson popped up with an illness today. Too. I saw that I saw yeah. that too. He said um, non COVID related. Right,
1: which makes me think that it might be okay, but yeah, that's another one to monitor because if Lamar Jackson's not there, you got to downgrade everybody on the Ravens.
3: I actually have another one to add to this, and I know that technically the news reports are saying that he's going to play, but um, Elijah Mitchell just had surgery on his finger.
1: Yeah, that's it's very it's funny that they are willing to play him hurt not, rather than play Sermon. They're like, no, we're not well, playing Well, Jeff Sermon. Wilson is fully
3: healthy now and did get 10 carries last week, so I think that's the thing right now is I think smash picking up Jeff Wilson. If I had a watch segment, that would be my number one right now. Probably, but I. How are you going to say? I don't know what the surgery was or whatever, but like, obviously it's not Russell Wilson's situation or whatever. But like, he's a running back; he uses his hands. That's yeah, what he needs. To just do. inject him up with medicine;
1: he'll be fine. That's fair. Okay, on a number three. Flacco is taking over for Blanco, so Mickey Blanco's taking the back seat. Flacco's out there for the Jets. I personally hate this decision, and it's not only because I love Blanco, but because what are you doing by doing this for the Jets? You need at least the young receivers, to get a little bit of work. And I'm sorry, Flacco is not good at throwing the ball as Blanco. And I I don't know. I, he may be able to game manage his way to a victory um, this weekend, but I, I just don't agree with the decision. But what do you all think?
2: I think it's stupid. I mean, Flacco is Flacco.
1: It just doesn't That's make me think they're, they're playing for the future. Like, if they were, like – playing to win something, then maybe you put Flacco in there to try to game manage away to the victory, but who cares?
3: You're losing anyway. So quick, quick thing. So I agree with that. Cause I think that like at the very least, uh, Mickey Blanco is the backup to Zach Wilson. And it's a, right. it's a two quarterback situation that you have going forward, but they did trade for Flacco. So they need to at least see what he can do. I think that's their logic here. And, uh mickey blanco looks terrible against the bills though like it was the bills like, the number one defense in Portland. he has one phenomenal game against in a game that nobody thought he would do good in except for that one dude who'd been in vegas good for you man um ballsy but good for you um and then like like i get that you need to put flacco into like maybe but you're not you're not playing for anything that's why i agree with you there like put mickey blanco and see what you got here I don't know if this guy's good. Not to mention, you could flip him for a draft pick. You ain't getting
1: shit for Flacco. Flacco is probably not going to be on the roster at the end of the season. And exactly what you said flip Blanco for something. Somebody's going to be desperate at the end of the season. This QB draft class is awful. So why not take a chance on Mike White, the Blanco, the king? Um, I don't know. Seems stupid for the Jets. But then again, it's the Jets. What can you say? All right. Last one Cam Newton is back so the starter for the panthers at least how it's looking is going to be a revenge game against mr ron rivera riverboat ron i got this for later cam newton is back what do we think this does for the wide receivers and for poor
3: christian mccaffrey no, I don't think it hurts Christian McCaffrey at all. If anything, it already does. It
1: already has hurt him.
3: No, it didn't. On he scored twenty-five <laughs> fantasy points. And he, did he... two touchdowns. Snipe from him from the two. That's fine. I would rather have McCaffrey okay. stay healthy
1: than have. It sure would suck if you lost by like ten when you could uh, have those two touchdowns. If I'm getting
3: twenty-five points from my running back, I'm not complaining about shit. I think it's okay, great I'm for no, it's no difference no. between a twenty-five point running back and a forty-one point running back. Sure. I mean, I won my game and I was the highest scorer in the, the league, so I'm okay, cool with Josh, it. Okay, Josh, I'm
1: you. glad for your team, man. You Thanks, you are man. the only person playing fantasy football. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm so happy but for I, you. I'm just
3: saying. I mean, I only mean, person out there that's it, playing. But, like, it's a full football game. Cam Newton's gonna steal some touchdowns. Cam Newton's gonna like he's going to help McCaffrey as well because they won't touch. He'll actually be able to throw the ball, which honestly, Sam Darnold hasn't been able to. Are we so, sure
1: about
3: that? Uh, the man scored two touchdowns in eight plays. Okay, questions. he rushed one think. in from the two, and threw one in from
1: the two. What? Yeah, Town. He didn't play a full. <laughs> he didn't play a full fucking game. I know. Elite but like, that didn't, What does that show anything? Me and you, could dude. He made sideshow Bob. I mean, I'm thing. glad to use Robbie Anderson because somebody needed to eventually. But he didn't that's the best do nickname anything. I've
2: ever heard from Robbie Anderson. Sideshow Bob. It's the best. I do like that. Yeah.
3: I'm excited about this and I'll get into it in my game preview. I'm
2: starting Cam Newton in a couple of weeks just
1: because of the, and I got something to say about that as well.
3: Okay, whatever.
1: Um, all right, well, that's it for news. Uh, we'll do the one minute previews and then we'll get on to Josh's Vegas story. Oh, we do. Oh, right. Um, um, joe i don't know if you want to maybe like give a one minute recap of the season so far i don't really know since you know of your bye week.
3: week give it give it <laughs> of your yeah bye week. Let's, let's uh so him.
2: justin fields went down to florida and worked out with brandon marshall for the full week um apparently went pretty awesome uh brandon marshall has a pretty the linebacker uh, or the wide receiver wide receiver <laughs> okay good yeah he's got a pretty legit fitness facility down there and uh him and justin fields worked out um Yeah, that's pretty much all the news. There's still a bunch of hate on Nagy. Everyone thinks he needs to be fired, which is true, which is true. Um, uh, How was
1: Virginia McCaskey's week?
2: Uh, She's good, man. I mean, every time I see the news of the Queen uh, driving around, like being sick or something, I always think it's Virginia McCaskey for some reason. So (laughs) um, so she's good. I haven't heard any news updates about her. Is the Queen sick right now? Apparently. Oh
3: man. I got to talk to my wife uh,
1: about that. She's updated on that. Yeah. All right. Well I'll get to my loser team and then Josh can get to his. Um, So the Browns play the Patriots. I'm, I'm getting to a point with this team where I just don't know if I can, I can believe anymore. Um, uh, Part of the problem is that we didn't have Nick Chubb. Um, I get that Dearness Johnson is good. He is a good fill in, but he is not Nick Chubb. He's not um baker mayfield's nearly dead out on the field i i don't know how he says he's gonna play this week which is just why man i don't understand now you've got a hip a knee and you have a broken shoulder like <laughs> like why are you doing this to yourself merely a flesh wound i don't exactly he's literally out there on crutches and he's throwing the football um the defense was kind of concerning a little bit i get that we want to put it on baker and case keenum but I don't think it would have helped with the defense getting absolutely pummeled by Bill Belichick's run uh, attack, which scored the first over or had the first 100-yard rusher against them the entire season. Did not look pretty. Um, and then I'll just, you know, I, I, I don't really have high hopes for this team going forward. I, I really wish that uh, they would – I don't I don't really know what they can do. They're kind of in the wind right now, but it is what it is.
3: Cleveland, sorry. So I need to I need to take notes from Joe, uh from the for whenever the Eagles are on the bye because I'm really looking forward to that. Like just like, yeah, uh Jalen Hurts went in practice with his buddy from high school. It was it was, was
2: kind of nice. It was, it was a lighthearted
3: Bears conversation. Just, Josh, how'd your eagles do? So let me start off by saying I have nothing prepared for this because Vegas, um, I have things prepared for other, otherwise. But uh, I will say one thing that was crazy about this. I was watching the game through like 17 TVs because every time I touched my phone at a roulette table, the lady got really mad. Uh, so I, I there they didn't have it close anywhere because nobody cared about this game. But anyway, I got drunkenly stumbled back to the hotel room and got a couple beers and went down to this bar. Watched the game, watched the second half. It was phenomenal. I kept seeing Devontae Smith got a couple touchdowns. Um, Jalen Hurts looked fine. Uh, everyone's worried about him. They want to replace him. Stop with those comments. Uh, Build just cause around him. Just because he's not throwing for 300 yards is fine. Uh, the running game was phenomenal. Darius Slay had a fucking huge pick and he looked like an offensive play, playmaker. Uh, apparently, he was running offensive routes against Devontae Smith that week in practice, which is phenomenal. Just just excited about the team can't believe we went and beat the team that just beat the uh the cowboys last week so just pretty excited also i won 18 bucks on them uh bet bet on them straight up on the line and uh we won i think i think not this year but next year man your eagles are gonna be something
1: i think i think there's there's Uh, something there there's something oh
3: oh so whenever i was saying that the team's actually not that bad and you're like they're garbage garbage i don't think they're very good this year i mean they're
1: they're willing, like, okay, they're overcoming we are potentially a playoff team. They're, yeah, well, that's not because you all are good. That's because the NFC is bad. But, you know, it's not my
3: fault, man. It's not my get fault. It. This I, is hey,
1: whatever. I, I get it. I just, you know, I think there's something there in the future, though. There's definitely something. Three draft picks. I it think needs,
3: they can. I was going to say they should be able to build at least something out of that. So, yeah. speaking of the
2: Eagles, real quick, uh, IDP guys, go pick on David, go pick up Davey and Taylor. He is the new, the Eagles defense just funnels everything right to the middle. He's going to get at you a shitload of tackles. So So if he's available, grab him.
3: Yeah. So he was our second round draft pick last year and he never really had a chance or maybe even two years ago at this point, but he never really had a chance to have that starting role and he has that starting role now and he's been looking good. He's the one who forced the fumble that slay ran back. If you guys don't know. So pick him up, pick him up the linebacker for the Eagles. Great fantasy
2: points.
1: All right, Josh, get to your Vegas story. Oh,
3: shit. All right. Let's fucking do it, man. All right. So once again, I want to preface this, by anyone who's listened to the post-it note story, uh, it's not that. It's not as good. Um, And if you haven't listened to it, go back to episode two. Uh, You might just have to search offensive points. You'll find it. All right. But anyway, so I'm flying to Vegas to Kansas City, right? And I just want to recommend, and this is what, Saturday night. So the day before, two days before, no, the day before the Kansas City Raiders game in in Vegas. Uh, And so I highly recommend flying to any city from the city whose team is playing within 24, which I'm counting is St. Louis, whatever. Um, but especially if that flight is to Vegas, the flight, this flight here just started off just phenomenal. And like every other flight, it started with a minor delay. So we're in the hangar and the plane hasn't even arrived. It's something about released from customs. Yada, yada, yada. So I decided to go get myself another beer. Yes. Another beer. You guys have seen me in an airport before, you know, how this goes Yeah, right uh, over the floor. Yep. Anyway, there's a, couple rowdy Chiefs fans in the Chili's bar. Yeah, that was the closest place. Um, it was a little rough, but I do my best to ignore them. And even the bartender was like, yeah, you can't be worse than that guy. And I was like, honestly, I thought I was fine. But all right, apparently I'm a little drunk too. So there's a dude dressed up in a suit, like business suit with a Chiefs Cowboys hat. Um, so side note, I'm an Eagles fan, in case you guys are wondering. As you may know, if I were going to the game, I would wear like a T-shirt or like a hoodie, like most sane people. This man wore a cowboy hat on a suit. Uh, it wasn't a chief suit, which I'm a little disappointed in, but, uh, anyway, so also you may know that I've been drunk in an airport before on several occasions, potentially this one, but you know, whatever, uh, in case TSA is, TSA is listening. But anyway, after a slight 45 minute delay, the plane finally arrives and this guy is already belligerent, discussing business with people who I imagine want nothing to do with him. Uh, and he somehow actually borders, boards the plane, which is surprising, although and in, at this point, uh, professor McGonagall is what I'm calling her purple, purple sweater lady was why I and him the whole time. Tell him to put a mask on, tell him to be quiet, blah, blah, blah. And so clearly everyone within 30 to 20 feet of him are just done with this. And people are staring and, and everybody continues to tell this lady keeps saying, put your mask on, put your mask on, put your mask on. And even drunk Josh would have been put in his place like, oh shit. Yeah. I better put my mask on, you know, like. And I just want to make sure you guys know that I have also been drunk in an airplane. But uh, so th- this guy actually kind of looked like a combination of like Davis and Adam. So Davis in the sense of like chiefs, rah, rah, drunk. And then Adam as in like, honestly, kind of sad, alcoholic. And I want to apologize to Davis here. Damn. Um, I if he listens, I want to make sure to apologize. But anyway, so- somehow unbeknownst to me, this flight being half filled, this guy's walking down the aisle. I'm why wi- I'm, I'm shocked that he's making it. And we have it's a half filled flight and we have two seats and there's one seat next to us and there's one seat next to the other people across the way. And he goes "Uh, 23 and me and Kristen both look at each other like, fuck, like he's going to sit right next to us. Uh, Fortunately, he finds a seat in a row catty corner to us because it's half full because but he was actually technically the seat over. And this dude just refuses to put his mask on. And, like, we're pulling off from the tarmac. The flight flight attendant's doing anything thing with the seatbelt, showing you how to do it there. The mask, you know, they do that thing if you haven't seen it. Uh, but we pull away from the tarmac, and this flight attendant is, was clearly worn by Professor McGonigal. And it was having none of this shit. And it was, like, four rows back. And she's just, like, I, I, obviously, like, I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. And shortly after, literally, is just, like, Jesus, you're a fucking adult. Put your fucking mask on. And, like, dude, it was phenomenal. The entire, the entire plane, like, I, they didn't clap but there was a sense in the air that everyone was like thank you like just stop this person and we so we start pulling back and like I don't even know if the, this dude didn't even notice he's just punching his seat belligerently just over and over like for no reason won't put the mask on he's just like making out with this lady which we're not sure if it was his girlfriend or not or at least whispering to her in a long manner I'm not sure anyway so finally he he's getting kicked off the airplane he's like why why do I get my money back do I get my money back like And they were like, yeah, we'll tell you when you're off the plane. And, oh, that's phenomenal. So anyway, it went without incident, but this happened for like 12, 15 minutes. Okay, so my real question of this whole story is, oh, and they cooked the girlfriend or, I don't know, girlfriend off. Lots of Chiefs fans. So the real question here, I have to ask you guys. Should I have asked for his tickets when they were being kicked off the plane? Or would that have been in bad taste? No, absolutely.
1: I think if they were... Live tickets, you got you got to try to make a move for him. But on the phone, I've mean, been a lot to transfer. I get
3: the, oh yeah yeah like a text. I don't think he could have operated. That <clears right.
1: throat> no, that probably wouldn't have been the best call. But I mean, if they had physical tickets, I
3: mean, you know, Does I absolutely so quick. Quick. would have. Yeah, like, hey,
1: you're not going? Like, what's up, man? Like, I'll, what are we doing here?
3: All right. So, but yeah, anyway, like I said, not post a note story, but the guy was phenomenal. Like, just punching the seat over and over again in front of him. And like, so you told me about this, this
2: plane issue, but you wouldn't tell us why. And then I got an update on my phone that someone, like a plane, had to emergency land to kick someone off of it. I was like, I wonder if that was the flight.
3: And, no, so we didn't ever just see land. We were like on the tarmac and then they like started taxiing us back to the the thing. Yeah. Like it was just crazy. I got
2: that, I got that update right after you told me
3: that. I, I think like, you texted oh, me that yeah. too. And I was like, no, yeah. no, 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 we'll get to that or whatever. I was in the air <laughs> at the time when I landed. But yeah, dude, it was it was phenomenal. And honestly, it just shows that like you can get kicked off of a flight. Remember when people were like, You're gonna get on the flight drunk? And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. Cause I'm a fucking adult and can walk and sit down. Like Yeah, anyway. People can't handle
1: plane travel, man. It happens.
3: Oh, I hate it, dude. We sat and we got delayed on the way back, and we sat there for an extra hour because they had to fix some handle on a door, which was kind of terrifying. Not going to lie. But like, we sat there for an extra hour, and it was not Frontier. Their seats are like steel with like a piece of leather over them. It's not great. But yeah, Yeah. people can't handle their shit, man.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I've had my fair share of plane mouth issues. So, not me getting kicked off the plane, but being adjacent to people getting kicked off the plane. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to right, wrong, really. Um, why did you go to Vegas, by the way? Oh, just a good old weekend trip. Just oh. get away. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, right, wrong, really. Here we go. Um, I'll start with rights. And I was right about the Patriots. So the plan that... I heard all the commentators, oh, they're going to shut down the run and make her make Baker Mayfield throw. No, 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 actually, it's quite the opposite. They're going to let him run, but then as soon as they get a lead, they're going to have to force Baker Mayfield to throw. And they kind of shut down the throw because what with the secondary that the Patriots have in, in their you know personnel right now is extremely good and they're good at covering the weak-ass receivers that are on the Browns. I mean, Jarvis Landry's good, but he's also going up against J.C. Jackson. That's not going to work. And then you put DPJ out on the edge. He's not as good as any of the people in the Patriots secondary. So it didn't matter. Baker Mayfield was in there for a half. Case Keenan was in there for a half. It didn't matter. There was no throwing the ball on them uh, that day. And they let uh, Dearness Johnson cook because that doesn't matter. That's whatever that, they're not going to shut down the run. They're just going to let them run. And then when they have to pass, that's when they shut them down.
3: That was the, that was the plan. And it worked. So I noticed Baker Mayfield's Jersey is not on the wall.
1: Oh yeah. Well, he's I don't have it. Out. I don't have he, it he's, up in, he's in timeout. I need uh, to take this
3: blues Jersey down. and fucking sabotage them. Oh, dude, I bet on them in Vegas, so I really hope they win the cup. <laughs> well, okay, so that was your fault. They lost the Coyotes. <laughs> yeah, eh, that'd be my bad. But no, honestly, First I think win. I think that's the play right now. No offense to even Baker Mayfield at this point, but like with just Landry and Peoples Jones and Higgins, Higgins out there, yeah. And I mean, then there's... and even Njoku Joku and Hooper, like they're just there's no talent. It's just okay. I mean, Landry, I honestly, I honestly, I think Landry's just OK at this point, unfortunately. I think
1: Landry would be good if he had one like an, an actual Odell, not the fake Odell that was out there, like an actual Odell type receiver out there. I think he would be fine. But since Odell's garbage and he, he needs
2: somebody out there that's tall that can catch
1: the ball, that's, you know, 6'2". I really I hope- think the
2: problem with Landry is he's, like, if you watch him on the Dolphins, he Agreed. killed it in the middle. He killed it in mm-hmm. those short middle passes, middle of the field. But the Browns want to run so much, and they use so many two tight end sets that it blocks him out of the middle and forces him to the side. And that's where you see all those short sl- outside slants and everything. And that's really not his game. So I think they need to devise something to get him in the middle of the field a little bit more.
3: I agree. It's honestly what I was going to say. So. Nope. But somehow better. Ditto.
2: Good job. Good job. Yeah. Joe. I'm going to piggyback off of that. My right was Ramondre Stevenson. Um, if you guys were listening on Sunday to our me, Jordan and Billy, we we're talking to some uh, people and I guaranteed two touchdowns for Ramondre Stevenson. So hopefully you guys listen to me because that came to
3: fruition.
1: He did guarantee it. And it did come to fruition,
3: man. His right was so right. Cause it was so spot on that. He literally was done within like 12 seconds. Yeah. Nothing more to say to that. I mean, it was, that he I'll, nailed it. I'm good. All right. So I didn't get to watch the game. So it's hard to say so-and-so played good. I watched like, I don't even know a game total of all the, all the games. So I'm going to say my right here, and this is going to get into something. So don't, don't crucify me here. Uh, but my right was Michael Carter. So when I drafted Michael Carter in early June in the dynasty, I had no idea what I was getting. And even when I picked him up in week four in our league, uh, I really, I was just a speculative ad, but man, was I right about both those picks. And so my my real right here isn't, oh, I'm I'm great because I picked up a guy and I didn't know Uh, what we saw from him in North Carolina was a pass catching back who barely ran because Javante Williams was the real running back there. So my real right here is to just always fill out your roster, even if it's just picking up a rookie or a backup, because honestly, you never know when they might turn into this. Like, this is what this is why I do the watch. This is why I tell you, hey, go pick up Rashad Bateman, because this man is a starter now. I mean, he's at least fringe flex play. Um, so, but even in, even against a great Buffalo bills defense, he was able to get 80 yards at a touchdown and I get the touchdown. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. That's, that's the extra six right there, but he's averaging 15 points in the last six weeks. And Michael Carter looks to be in for that treat the next three weeks with Miami, Houston, and then Philly, and then Miami and Jacksonville and most, uh, and most fantasy playoffs. I believe that's 15 and 16. So, um, I don't know, man, like if you can get yourself a piece of Michael Carter right now, I think you do it because the man is looking great and he's playing. These are against like he put 14 up against the bills. So I want to openly admit that I lost the fireball bet
1: to you on on him. But since I work in two hours, I am not going to take a shot tonight, but I will I will. Uh, We bet over under his projected, which was 11, which was looking great until he got a garbage time touchdown.
3: That is beautiful.
1: Garbage time touchdown. I actually
3: do not remember that. And do, never mind. I guess I don't. He was at eight the
1: entire game. They're up 41 to, I think they were up, no, they were, it was up like 30 to nothing or something. And Michael Carter plunges into the end zone for a meaningless touchdown. But, Won you the fireball bet. They shut them down the
3: entire day until they didn't want to anymore. We'll do this Wednesday before Thanksgiving. If only Vegas was this right here, I'd be fucking making a killing, dude. These fireball bets. I'm doing great. I'm sorry, Bill. Uh, Whatever. All right, Joe, (laughs) go for it. Am I wrong? Mm
2: hmm It was Justin Herbert because I gave some bad advice on him, but I'm going to switch it to Mike Williams. You I I had something typed up for Herbert until I looked to see what you said about (laughs) Herbert. God damn it. All right. So one, Justin Herbert has played like shit the last three games. Um, That should turn around. I'm not too worried about that. But Mike Williams, I was wrong about saying I was wrong about Mike Williams. He is who we thought he was all along. So (laughs) I'm full circle at this point. That's
1: hilarious, man.
3: All right. So I want to, isn't it
1: funny how bad they've been playing since they stopped using him as much? I'm just saying. Yeah.
3: Well he did. They did really good two weeks ago against Philly without him. I mean, he had that one catch for 30 years, but overall
1: they have not looked great since they stopped using him.
3: So let me piggyback off of this because I have another wrong that I'm wrong about. And I had a lot, a lot of things to say about Herbert, but I was wrong about Herbert because after that 40 point game against the Eagles, I realized that like, just because he can do it one day. I think it's just the problem is he's just going to be a streaky player for now. I think we're a year off from the real Herbert being unleashed. I think he's still like, we saw the pictures of him as rookie year. He looked like a fucking child. Like yeah. he literally looked like a 20 year old 18. Well, he was 20 year old, but he looked like a 16 year old in high school. Um, I think he's going to be great. And I think he's going to be a top two <laughs> fantasy quarterback at some point, like whether it's one year or not. Um, like, like Billy's crisp Jersey over there says like, He's worth he's worth the, the the watch. You know what I mean? But just, mm-hmm. honestly, I just
2: want to know what happened to him.
3: I don't because know. last
2: year he brought it every single week. It was impressive. It came out of nowhere. And now he started off hot this year. And then it's just been slump, hot one game, slump, hot one.
3: I, it's so it's weird to me. Actually, honestly, I don't know what the what the what the formula is here. But if you look at it, he hasn't played good against a good defense. No. That's what it is. I thought that's it well, I mean, well, uh, okay. So let me be clear here. The Eagles pass defense is actually like ranked seventh overall, but overall we're a bad defense. So therefore I think that's the problem there. But if you look at it, like bad defense, bad defense, bad defense, good defense, good defense, bad defense. Like he got the, he got Cleveland for like 40, 400 yards pass defense. Like it, yeah. it, honestly, those were his good games are against bad defenses right now. And it's, yeah. I think he's gonna figure it out. I just don't know if it's this year or not. I mean, honestly, I hope it is for the sake of football or but you know. Yeah. All right. Who are you wrong about, Josh? So mine's TJ Hawkinson. A weird week for tight ends in general. Gaseki had seven targets for zero catches, and Hawkinson had his only target not caught. So uh from now with this fucking oblique injury, I'm starting to wonder because it was a horrendous game all around. Looks like they went down really early, which I was like, okay, cool. Hawkinson game. But then they ran the ball with all three running backs. Uh, and it looks like the Lions kind of pulled a pl- page out of the Eagles playbook. Let's just run the ball but should and see what happens. And it worked like they tied the game. I mean, it's not great, but it is what it is. So I'm, I'm wrong because I said Hawkinson was going to be a tight end, tight end number four over this year. And that zero fucking hurts, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um,
1: I was wrong about Jimmy G. I said to bench him. Um, going in the Rams, I thought, with Von Miller. Um, I thought the Rams were going to all out unleash shit against them, um, and I could not have been further from being wrong. I mean, uh, Kyle Shanahan apparently can pull out a good offense when he chooses to, and he game-planned perfectly for uh, for the Rams' defense. And I, I don't know. I just have to say, damn, I, I can't believe Jimmy G pulled that off. He's continued to look like a QB one, potentially by the end of the season, just by his little screens and dump offs. Like it's, you know,
2: it's all good. Debo helps that a lot, but two of his last three games, he's gone for over 30 points. I mean, that's, that's massive. And that's what you're looking for for a quarterback, obviously. Yeah. It's kind of shocking, but Jimmy G. Yeah.
3: Oh, I don't want to interrupt or anything, but I want to go ahead and get into my really while I got this on. Uh, So my really, if you can't tell is, Cam Newton um, audio medium, but okay. <laughs> could you not tell? Okay. Sorry. My, my really is Cam Newton. So my really here is the fact that nobody fucking signed the man. Uh, I love how none of these teams that have been dealing with injuries, even thoughts pick up cam. I said it before when he got cut from the Patriots, that he was better than some of the starters. Now with all the injuries piling up, he's better than a good portion of the starting quarterbacks. Yes. It's situational. But even as a fill-in in the last game, he had more touchdowns than a lot of stars. Uh, so, personally, I think he makes this team better and all the stars on the team. That's why I didn't touch on this yet because I wanted to get to it in a second. Um, I'm personally excited to see what Cam brings here. And I think he's going to be a great fill-in quarterback for a lot of teams in the coming weeks. And I personally think that a lot of people are realizing this when they looked at the schedule with matchups, Washington, Miami, and then Atlanta after bye. So, I'd be interested in any of those spot starts, especially if you have like a quarterback on a buy. And I see even Billy, Billy, sorry, it's reversed, bought into the cam and is on the Superman train. I have a shitty team. I'm back. <laughs> you said multiple teams though, which was even better for this. Yeah, I have
1: one five and five and one zero and ten. That's I'm this week back. though. This week is the week I get my win. By the way, in that zero and Dude, 10 league. This by is... the way. Everything has swirled in my favor, and this might be finally the week I break the zero ten streak. Number one, you should have uh, won last week. If Mahomes I should have won last 50 week, fifty
3: against you, you would have been yes. fine.
2: All
3: right. That was unfortunate. Speaking of Mahomes, been my homes, my season, really,
2: though. my really is Daryl Williams. Man, the Chiefs have been looking for their number <laughs> two receiver this whole year, and they had him all along. Daryl Williams, dude, that that catch. It should have been a pick. I'm everyone's seen that play by now, but he went up and I got didn't it. See it. And he, well, sorry, you were having fun in Vegas. Okay, but my man cannot cannot run the ball worth a shit right now. But he had nine receiving a, or nine receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown, saving Mahomes' ass, which should have been an easy pick. But this dude has averaged 10 yards a catch in three of his last five games, with his other one being nine on that one. He, he's their number two receiver. Just keep throwing him the damn ball. He can obviously
3: catch it. He's useful for your team. That's my really, that surprised the hell out of me, man. Also, it seems like CEH, well, they've already ruled him out of this next game and said he might come back the next game, or I don't know if this reports and I'm mixing them, but even when CEH gets back, why don't you use Daryl as the pass catching back? Cause CEH isn't that guy. I feel like they drafted him to be that guy and he's not at all. Right. He looks good.
2: he, Looks fine. Looks good. I like
3: him. Okay. I'll get
1: on to my really. It's Mickey Blanco. Um, So he went up against a tough defense. And it's it's not Blanco that my really is about. It's the Jets. Why are you giving up on the man? Give him a chance. He had one good game. He had one good drive before he got hurt. And then coming off of an injury, mind you, he plays against the Bills, the hardest defense in the league against quarterbacks. And he has a bad game. Guess what? Everybody's been having a bad game against them. Trevor Lawrence, number 1 pick, just played last week, man put up 9 points. <clears throat> okay, he's scared to throw the ball down the field. That's why he didn't throw any picks. Man's hiding behind Urban Meyer over there and he can't even get, you know, enough moxie to throw the ball downfield. <laughs>
3: Thanks for making my job harder, Billy.
1: Yeah. Trevor Lawrence
3: over there hiding
1: behind his coach and can't do anything. Blanco's out there trying his best to win the game. I don't fault him for that. So screw you Jets.
3: Gave up on too soon. That's it. I, that's right. I, on, I know, that's No, hard, that's no, right early for you. no I, I I agree, man. Honestly, like, Honestly, I kind of forgot. You know, I was in Vegas once again. I don't know if you guys have heard that, so my my brain's a little foggy, and that's why I want to keep repeating it. But um, no, I mean, he did <laughs> just come off an injury and then play the bill, like he played the Bills. Like honestly, that's the thing is, like, hey, let's see what he does against the normal team.
1: I I, I well,
3: uh, gave up on too soon. I, I think it's ridiculous. I think if Flacco's playing bad. They put Blanco back in. I oh, immediately. In. But the problem is, is they shouldn't have to do that. If anything, what they should do is put Blanco in there and be like. Honestly, I wish, I wish teams would do this more often and be like, hey, you're on last notice. You fuck up. Or pulling you were putting Flacco in. Flacco's ready. He's learning the playbook. That's what they need to do. It needs to be a fucking discussion, not a get out. You did bad against one of the best defenses in football.
1: I, I agree. I, I think that was a ridiculous game to, to throw him under the bus for. But whatever. We are where we are. Okay. We'll get on to our next segment. There's no watch this week. Uh, Josh was watching his... The bottom of his glasses he was drinking in vegas um so we're gonna do a little segment called bill's burning questions
2: get excited i, like I love i love the excitement awesome dude
3: you, you shut that out of a cannon man okay well i love cool. i love the I... segments we've come up with i hope the listeners do we take we spend some time brainstorming these ideas
1: <laughs> yeah um okay well i've got three questions to get to today and we'll get through them somewhat quickly but i do want some decent opinions uh, question number one. Who is the best team in the NFL right now? The Philadelphia Eagles. Next question. Okay, well, we'll get the ridiculous out of the way. Joe, who's the best team in football right now? Green Bay Packers. What makes you say that? Wow. No, okay, I can disagree with that one. I don't care. Well, that's the beauty of this question, Josh. There is no right answer. My my answer is the uh, New England Patriots, and they have four losses. I just – just I, I test, I, I I just I see them play and I'm like, OK, they're amazing. It's not even because they beat the brakes off of the Browns. They just they they've been beating everyone uh, in the last five weeks. And I just
3: cannot. I don't know. They look like an avalanche. All right. So my can I answer this for real? Because obviously yeah, give your miss. real answer. It is the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray. And I think you that know, has been proven the last two weeks. You might be right about that. The problem is, will he be healthy for the whole season? It is looking very unlikely because I don't think they know when he's coming back at this point.
1: And that part sucks because they do have a bye week next week. So theoretically, playing this week would not be the week to play. But, but we'll see. honestly, losing
3: one more is hurting them. Yeah, exactly. Like because Seattle all... not playing in a snow game right now is... I mean, Russell Wilson's got to be pissed after that game. He comes back, and I, I got a little thing about this, but he comes back to a game that's fucking snowing in Green Bay with this fucking broken finger. I'm sure he's like, I mean, it hurts.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, well, those were some decent answers. Um, I'd love to know what other people think because honestly, every week, every team, I think that's the best team of football. It's not the best team of football. Titans have the best record in football. That I could not trust them as far as I could throw them. Uh, they just they seem like a... they have the best. Accident. record. Yeah, they only have two losses. I think there's oh, a couple because of, teams with of two the losses. bye
3: week.
2: Oh yeah. Right. But, um, Arizona's got two, right?
1: Yeah. Well, there's like a couple of teams. I think Patriots or not Patriots, the Packers only have two as well. Mm-hmm. But technically best team overall, in
3: football. real yeah. quick, before we get on to the next one, can we just talk about how Tampa Bay keeps losing? I know we will at some point, but I'm just excited weirdly, about by it. the way. I'm weirdly. excited about it. I didn't get to see that one, but I love it.
1: I agree. Okay. On to question number two. Should the Browns prepare for life after Baker Mayfield this upcoming offseason? He has not signed it. He has not even been offered a contract extension. Um, I think from we can all speak from non bias related that Baker has not looked good this season. Uh, should the Browns prepare for maybe trying to make a run at Russell Wilson? Uh, the draft's not really that good. I think you'd be better off with Baker, but maybe you try somebody in the draft. What do you guys think? Should the Browns prepare for life after Baker?
2: I think they absolutely should. Mainly, I think Baker's a good quarterback. I think you can win with Baker, but my man is clearly injured. I don't know if his body is going to make it through this season, let alone recover. I mean, his <clears> shoulder is <throat> just going to keep popping out. There's no medical way to fix this.
1: Yeah, it's moment. a torn labrum. It's not yeah. getting better as, as the weeks go on. I
2: have a torn labrum, dude. My shoulder just pops out of place every once in a while. And I've been to two doctors, and they pretty much
3: just say, hey, yeah, I live with it. So okay. my real question, obviously, there's drugs for that. We just can't afford them, Joe. Um there's but... a drug to make your bone not pop out of a socket. my knee. <laughs> yes, they have they have something for like it.
2: Spider-Man
3: pills, that just like pull it back it, in. You it know? just does it like yeah. that. But so my my thing is is I'm not saying that they should prepare for life without Baker Mayfield because I don't I don't like Baker Mayfield and I don't think that he's the best fit at this team but you're not going to convince Russell Wilson to get there and you're not going to want to redraft because Russell Wilson's not going to a team that doesn't have any wide receivers. I mean, I assume he has a say in you know, most of his contracts, some. Aaron Rodgers. Well, they'd have to do look that. Look at the, look at
1: the wide receiver reagency class this year. They're
3: I gonna, know, but I don't know. What, I don't, I don't know what, Cle- I don't know what Cleveland Brown's uh, money book looks like, but in general, you got to convince a great wide receiver to go there as well. You know, be cool. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson, Devonte Adams, but anyway, all right. Uh, so my problem there is, you is you're not going to be able to convince a quarterback to go there without any wide receivers. Like they see what's happening with Baker, but yeah, it'd be cool if you guys got Wilson, but you're also not going to redraft either because you're not, the Browns are not about to rebuild. So there's, it's, it's keep Baker or get one of the big names. Those are the only options right now as a, as a coaching base or whatever ownership. Okay.
1: I mean, I, I mean, I kind of put my opinion in at the beginning, but I, I just don't sure. I'm not sure what the better answer is right now than keeping Baker, but I, I agree with them that if you made him like the highest quarterback, our highest-paid quarterback in football, like that's going to set you back years. That's a because bad step. You yeah. need teams. You need, I'm not teams. You need players to put on a team. And uh, they've locked up their O-line, and they've not locked up Nick Chubb. The defense is good. Like
3: they have the deals in place for at least like a couple-year run here. But I just, I don't know, man. He makes but me that's- nervous. That's the problem with these quarterbacks, is like, okay, so Baker Mayfield's not Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes deserved a high deal. Like I get it. But like that's even gonna set the Chiefs. Half back. a billion dollars high. Yeah. Like I'm I like I said, I don't think that high, but that's the problem, is when you're a good quarterback or a great quarterback or a great position player you want the the better deal than the last person. You want the better deal yeah. than the last person. The problem is that's fucking teams over and I I mean, yeah, you can win a championship and then you're fucked like for 4 years. Like look what the Eagles did. They just ate Wentz's contract. He didn't deserve the contract he got, but he got <clears> paid <throat> because of the next guy. Well, Goff got paid and so and so. And look at Goff, he got fucked too or the Ram, I mean, the Rams, Rams are somehow making a deal out of that, but No, um, I agree.
1: Okay. On to my last question. So with the Possible impending loss of Russell Wilson by all accounts, it looks like he might be gone from Seattle. Should dynasty managers start looking to sell high on Seattle uh players? Because as we've seen from this year, if you have a quarter a rookie quarterback on your team, your your players aren't gonna play well. It's not worked out for any player so far. So with a rookie, with a he doesn't have a rookie quarterback.
3: Jalen Hurts is a rookie. He's not officially a rookie. Not into, I'm not getting into this. I'm not All getting right. into this.
1: Right. Um, so should, play, should Dynasty managers start looking to get rid of Seattle
3: players? Tyler Lockett. That's who they should get rid of. DK Metcalf will fend for himself no matter who the quarterback is, and I think that's going to prove itself over the time. Uh, but Tyler Lockett was a Russell Wilson toy. Uh, yeah. No offense to him. He's not a bad wide receiver, but he means he's a sp- – I don't know, Cooper Cup-esque player, but not Cooper Cup and needs the right person there to use him?
1: What do you think, Joe? Yeah. Uh,
3: DK is too much of an animal to, to sell.
2: I, I, even with a rookie quarterback, it'll gel sooner than not because he's just an animal of a human being. Um, I agree with Josh Lockett. Um, I mean, at this point, I would be trying to get anything for Chris Carson right now because that neck injury scares me. I don't think he's coming back. And then if he has a rookie next year... Who knows what they're going to do there. Um,
3: so I was going to say, if you could buy Carson, buy him now. And if you can sell Carson, sell him after he comes back and has a 50. You would have to again. be set at running back in a dynasty
2: to try and buy Carson right now. Because I, I really am of the school. I don't think he plays. I think he retires after this season.
1: Well, it's possible. he's had multiple neck injuries. Neck injuries back. are. No, really I get it. Annoying. I'm saying,
3: but buy on the fact that they're like, say I'm buying it from you. You just say he has a neck injury and you don't want you don't want him on your team anymore. Buy yeah. cheap, but if you can, yeah. If you're a running be... back, and you just add in depth real quick, it makes sense. But well, I'm not buying. I'm not buying him with a running back. I'm buying him with a fucking third round draft pick and that... something else. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah,
1: I just I wanted to throw it out there because like the Jets have a rookie quarterback. All their position players have been playing badly with the rookie. They're, they've been playing good without him. Trevor Lawrence have not haven't looked a single good player there. Fields looks to have Mooney on the rise, but we're not there yet. Um, Lance isn't starting, obviously, so that's not one I can say. But and then Mac Jones, I, I don't trust any of those wide receivers in my lineup. Um, they don't really have anybody that would have been that high. That's anyway, not Mac Jones's fault, though. It's not. It's the offense, but still, Jacoby
2: scored, man. Did he? The floodgates are now open. Did he get a touchdown?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. god! How did I miss this? How have we not had like a celebration for this? The
2: floodgates are now open.
3: Oh, dude, that's. Beautiful. I was gonna I get to now. it in
1: my game preview, but we will get to it. Okay,
3: that's enough
2: of my questions. Joe, get some daily plays in our face. Daily plays in your face. All right. So speaking of Jacoby Myers, that is my start of the week right now. He is let's see where we have him forty eight hundred dollars. And he plays in the slot and he gets Atlanta who struggles like hell in the slot. So I like a big game for Jacoby Myers this week. I'm mainly going to focus on, I'm only going to focus on these value plays. I'm going to bring up some plays that I like here, but uh, I think at quarterback, this is the week you pay up for them. I mean, you got Brady who's pissed off as hell getting the giants at 7,300. You have Dak and Mahomes going against each other, which should be a monster of a game. And then you have Josh Allen, who is Josh Allen. He's going to do wonderful things. But if you want to save some coin at quarterback, you got Cam at 5,100 versus Washington. He's going against Riverboat Ron. Ron's going against Cam. It's There's a lot of dynamics to this game. I really like Cam there. Garoppolo still underpriced at 5,600. He is going against Jacksonville. And uh, I'm sorry, Debo's still on the team. Kittle's still on the team. I expect that train to keep rolling. Uh, Mac Jones, Billy already brought him up 5,400 versus Atlanta, and Joe Burrow is 6,600 versus Las Vegas, who is 24th against the pass. Now, I'll tell you the guy I really like this week, is kind of a sleeper here. We got Taylor Heineke going against Carolina. Um, Terry McLaurin always does really well against a single high safety, and that's what Carolina plays. So, I like the, t- the Taylor Heineke and the uh, the Terry McLaurin lineup right there. Uh at running back, you are starting AJ Dillon this week. I don't care how you get him in there. He is 6200. It's a hell of a value for a guy that's going to get probably 20-25 touches against Minnesota who's given up I think 28 most points per touch on average to the running back position. So I think they feed him. James Conner gets Seattle at 6100. My favorite though besides Dillon, they David Montgomery, 5,500 against Baltimore. He's back. He looked really good coming off that injury. I think they feed him again this game. And sneakily, Dante Foreman at 4,900 looks like Tennessee's best running back, and he gets Houston now. In a little revenge game narrative, I think he's going to eat this week, and hell of a value. Uh, wide receivers, Sideshow Bob, Robbie Anderson is 4,600. I really like this Washington-Carolina stack right here. Um And my, I don't know, I really like this Michael Gallup play, 4,200 versus the Chiefs. I think he's good for, you know, four or five catches and at least one deep ball here. So if you're playing in a tournament, that 4,200 is awesome here. So I like those a lot. And a sneaky, I'm getting dipping back into Tennessee here. Marcus Johnson had 100 yards, five receptions and 100 yards with Julio Jones out. So I like him against Houston a lot, as they should have a pretty big lead and maybe try to give him a little bit more work in there. Uh, At tight end this week, um, Waller's 6,100 against Cincy. That is just an insane deal to me. Uh, Kittle against Jacksonville, 6,300, which is awesome. Um, And Gusecki gets the Jets. He had zero catches last week, so I think they try to feed him this week and get him even more involved. And then Cheap, we got Kmet at 3,400. And Uzama at 3,500. First Las Vegas, who absolutely sucks at covering the tight end. So let me give you my lineup for the week here. I gotta pick it up here because I'm an idiot.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> doing good so yeah. far, Joe. We love you. Just give me. A I minute.
3: love your recaps, Joe. I just they're just phenomenal.
2: Yeah. Okay, guys. so my lineup for this week, I really love it. I am. Definitely throwing this lineup in a lot of uh, tournaments here. So I have Dak Prescott, the quarterback. He's going to be highly owned, but I think he's going to put up a lot of points with those weapons there. A.J. Dillon as my running back. Like I said, he is 6,200, but you got to figure out a way to get him in the lineup against Minnesota, who is giving up the 28th most points per touch to the running back position. Dante Foreman is my RB2. He's at 4,900, and he is going for the revenge game. Against Houston, I love it. Debo Samuel, absolute animal here. They get Jacksonville. I think the train keeps rolling for Debo. Um, Jalen Waddle is uh, not sure his price exactly, but he is way too cheap to pass up on. Tua absolutely loves this dude, and uh, he's going to get a lot of catches for you in the PPR setup of DraftKings. We got Michael Gallup at forty two hundred. Like I said, I like him to get one or two deep balls. This game should be pretty awesome. My tight end is Cole Komet. He is there at 3,400. Justin Fields is starting to heat up, and Cole Komet seems to be heating up with him, so use the value now. My flex is Joe Mixon. He gets Las Vegas. I really like that one. I believe he is 7,200. And then the Browns defense at – I'm not sure the price. I think it was 31 on them, but I really like their matchup this week. I think they're going to do just fine. David Blau. Oh, that's my line. Oh, yeah, David Blau. I forgot about that. I They'll love be it. Fine.
3: They'll be fine. Yeah. I was going to say, you <laughs> said you said Cleveland's defense, and I was like, oh, yeah, right. They're playing the Lions. Right. Yeah. Playing David Blau. Yeah. Woof.
1: Okay. Well, that's our podcast for this week, at least part one news and notes. Um,
2: Joe, get us out of here. Guys, follow us. Talk to us. We want to hear from you. Get at us anywhere. We got YouTube. We got TikTok. We got Twitter. We've got our own personal Twitters. We've got IDP indexes, Dynasty indexes. We've got it all. So give us a follow on there, and we will talk to you guys soon. RIP Young Dolph.